This is Not Your Average Financial Podcast, Episode 288. Why did you become a bank on yourself professional? Traditional financial planning is no longer working. And in the new normal economy, your host, certified financial planner Mark Willis, invites you to join us as we engage the new and improved steps for establishing financial sanity. Be curious, be stable, be sane. This is Not Your Average Financial Podcast, helping you think different about your money, your economy, and your future. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode. This is one of my favorites because I get to have my friends over. They get to come to the, quote, living room of our Not Your Average Financial Studio and talk. I had a number of great guests. Some of them have been repeat guests on the podcast before, but I love to bring in our expert panel of Bank on Yourself professionals to learn more about their inner dealings, their inner workings, why they do what they do. And I'm actually curious about you. Why do you do the work you do? What gets you out of bed in the morning? Why do you have the work that you have, the mission that you have, the purpose in life that you have, whether you're a W-2 employee or your own boss? What is it about the work you do that gets you motivated and excited to help make the world a slightly better place than it was yesterday? That's what we're going to be talking about with a number of different experts in the field of bank on yourself. You see, I get this great privilege of working with colleagues and other advisors who are all focused on helping bring about the revolution of Bank on Yourself into the lives of Americans and Canadians. And I just think it's an absolute honor to be counted among them. There are only 200 Bank on Yourself professionals in the U.S. and Canada, some of them insurance agents, financial planners, estate planning attorneys, accountants of various sorts, but they all know and see the power of how Bank on Yourself can change the lives of the people who hold those accounts in their portfolios. So we're going to get into why they do the bank on yourself method. Why did they incorporate that into their business plan? Why do they make that a key tenant or bold opinion that they share with their clients uh, and people that they work with? So without further ado, let's get into the bank on yourself expert panel. Take it away, guys. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. Thanks hey, for having us, Mark. Mr. Mark. All right. Right on. I love the energy. Guys, welcome back. You are all bank on yourself professionals. You're an expert in your field. You work directly with clients all around the country. And I want to know, and really, I think our audience wants to know, how did you end up doing what you do? You could be doing anything as experts in the financial universe. Tell me, why did you become a bank on yourself professional? My name is Marvin Bulis, and uh, I'm from the Detroit metro area. Thank you for having us all on, Mark, by the way. It's a pleasure to be here. I think about this a lot. And when I started with this, this bank on yourself organization, a guy by the name of Tim Austin pulled me in and said, hey, I need some help organizing this uh, and, and really helping other people out. And at the time I was working for a regional bank, I, I, was, I had hopped around and not really found anything in my life that I really liked there. I mean, it was a good job, but it, it just didn't, didn't have what, what I was looking for. And I started reading about this and, and understanding a little bit about uh, what control and flexibility and, and power over the, the stuff that you've saved uh, brings so many opportunities. And what really solidified me and, and the reason why I do this is because, believe it or not, my grandpa did this without uh, doing it the way that we do it. 
my grandpa passed away in the late 80s and he left my grandma who really needed 24 hour in-home care. And the four siblings were getting together and wondering how are we going to pay for 24 hour in-home care for, for mom? And so they started going through the house, looking to sell things basically. And they looked through the, all the, all the stuff that my grandpa had and they go into his office and they, they pull open a drawer and there was cash in the drawer. They're like, Oh my, there's cash in the drawer. And then they pull open another drawer and there's cash in that drawer. And to make a very long story short, my grandpa had enough to pay for my grandma for the next 13 years, 24 hour in home care. Um, because what he did was he put money away. He didn't care about what he made on it, but it was always available to him. And when he came across an opportunity, he would pull the money out, take that opportunity, make his money and put it right back. And I thought to myself, that's exactly what we do. So I wanted to share this with the world and I wanted to get this out to as many people as possible. So they too could become their own bank and, and, and bank on themselves. And that's really why I'm here, Mark. Man, that's a great story. Thank you, Marvin. That's awesome, man. So good. All right. Yeah. The, the incredible piece to that, in my opinion, is there was a zero rate of return on that desk. And yet look at the power, look at the piece that came from that quote, quote, dead asset, right? That desk wasn't doing a whole lot in terms of income generation. And yet it solved the problem that the family had. I was hearing the other day that um, long-term care is the number one cause of bankruptcy in after you retire. And that seven out of 10 um, individuals over age 65 are going to require some long-term care assistance and so forth. So way to go for your grandpa. What a cool story. Love it. Thanks, Mark. Who else? Why do you guys do what you do? I'm Brandon Neely, and uh, this is Amanda Neely, and we run Wealth Wisdom Financial. And we had watched this documentary, Banking with Life, realized that with that, we had done all the right things, but this was a piece that was missing uh, in our portfolio. Something was missing. And I just was like, this changed my life. I want to help people. And now I'm more passionate about this because I just see this is amazing. This is super helpful. There needs to be more of us out there and the world depends on us almost to, to, to get as out there as much as possible to help people build a solid foundation, not a upside down financial pyramid. And that's why I'm doing this and why I hope Amanda's doing it too. So Amanda might Amanda, add some you, things. I'm curious, Amanda, why do you still do it today? Yeah. Um, cause you know, I grew up in a household where my parents had never worked with a financial professional, you know, maybe a little bit of talking with HR, but had never done any kind of financial planning type work. And so the financial world was just different for me. Like probably until I met you, Mark, I had never met a certified financial planner. I had no clue. And every decision I've made in life has been about the impact it would make in the world. And seeing the impact that Bank and Yourself had had for us personally, it made sense to uh, share that impact with others. And, you know, we're celebrating five years this year of being Bank and Yourself professionals. And looking back over the last five years, it's like 100% we're making the world a better place. If I can go above and beyond that, not only is it changing the world, it's like super like personally growing for me. I've become a better person. I um, have seen opportunities in my career. You know, I'm a been a business owner for over a decade, but I'm still continuing to grow and become a better business owner, a better leader, 
a better financial professional. Um, and I don't see that ever changing. This is literally a job I could do for decades. I could, you know, until I graduate, um, you know, and I know lots of awesome people, some of which are on this call that are much older than me that have been doing this for decades. And I can see me following their path. And that just, that keeps my vision alive. It keeps me excited to get up in the morning and come in and who am I going to get to meet today and whose financial trajectory is going to change and how, what am I going to learn from them at the same time? Fantastic. Thanks, Amanda. That's really good. Who else would like to share? Why do you do what you do day in, day out? Yeah, Stephen. Uh, Stephen Steph, and I'm in Southern California. And thank you for having us all on the show today, Mark. For me, it was it was kind of a two-step process. Um, this was 2002, way back in 2002. And I was selling a lot of annuities and having fun with that, but it didn't seem like a total solution. And it seemed like more of uh, a solution just for people with qualified money more than anything else. And I was really looking to add or change it up, you know, something. And I got some email from Pamela Yellen and I first started looking into it. But the thing that, that really struck me was this whole concept of your money doing two or three or more things all at once. The idea that you are saving and then you could borrow against those savings and still have the total of the savings earning the same interest and the same dividends and the same cash values once you paid it back. Um, was just, it actually sounded too good to be true. And I was kind of in that too good to be true, exploring it and starting it, creating my own policies. When I went to the first bank on yourself conference that, that I got invited to, and that really solidified it because I met all, this was 2002 and people like Grant were there and Pamela and, and, and Marvin, of course. And I was just so impressed by the quality of the people that were there and how dedicated they were to the to this concept. And it was new there. And there was no book, there was no website. And it felt very new. It felt very revolutionary. It definitely allowed me to go into a whole different direction. And because I was a totally independent producer, it all of a sudden have this whole group um, of really excellent people that I could contact with and work with, um, which is awesome. So it was those two parts that I was just like, wow. I got to do this. It does feel like there's sort of a revolution afoot. Grant, tell me, how'd you get into it? Yeah, I'm Grant Thompson uh, from Emerald, Texas. So I'm the I'm the West Texan of the bunch. So, um, and I love the fact the quality people. So thank for that. I mean, you know, back in 2002 is when I started. When I first was introduced to this, it was in February 2002. And I I came from, I was already in the industry. So, yeah, and I, a quote was reminded to me, it, it was, uh, if there was something you thought was true, ended up not being true, when would you want to know about it? So that's what I found out in 2002. What I thought was true wasn't true. And then when I was introduced to the strategy, that's when I kind of woke up. So where is this bit? I thought I knew about everything out there financially because we were, you know, we did it all and we took care of clients. So. That's when I came in and said, okay, this is helping people. This is getting them where they want to be. And, you know, we've had those stories you all have many times, but, you know, when they start these, I always say, I wish I'd started this 20 years ago. And if I had a, at least a dollar every time I heard that, I'd, I'd have quite a bit of cash piled up. 
But that's why I came into this. I mean, we were already in the industry. I was already around the insurance industry, already doing all that. but had never seen this, the specific. So that's when I went into the research project, analysis paralysis for a little while, but I had to prove it to be true or false. And I was trying to prove it false. So that's kind of when I came into this, into this scene with this. And I said, we've got to be doing this for clients because this is a great solution for them. It's going to help them. I've never met someone who told me that their investment guru, their stock picker, uh, changed their life. I'm sure that there are plenty out there, I'm sure. Uh, but I've never met one where it just where folks just are ready to stand up and say they changed the way I think. They 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 saved my financial future. They kept my marriage together. They helped me get out of um, you know the rat race. But I've heard all of those things from clients, and I'm sure you guys have too over the years. What are some? What is? Why does it matter? You know the kind of strategy you bring to clients, and why not just be a regular investment dude or do that? Uh, why does it matter? What does that do for your clients, and what sort of um, change do you see in their lives? Everybody's preaching the same thing out there, and people are looking for more financial solutions, not just. You know, rate of return, what's the market? You know, everybody's talking that same story. And people are looking for really holistic solutions on how to make their lives better. And in and way I've always looked at it, because we're all digging around for things. Everybody's looking for the right answer. But people just want the truth. That's the bottom line. What is the truth? You know, everybody's lying out here about things in the world, politics, whatever. And, and no one knows who to believe about anything anymore. There's all that noise, you know, and what this has done, it's, it's helped really challenge their thinking and it's really shifted their paradigm, you know, to really start thinking differently about their money and really how it works. People want the answer. Sometimes, you know, it's hard to get them to see, you know, you lead them to the tank to drink, but they won't always drink. But if you can get the truth out to people, I think they recognize that. And when you get to do what we get to do, help them discover that then there's true solutions in their life that make their life better. Hey, hey, Grant, this is Marvin. Um, yep. I just wanted to say that what you're saying just rings so true. I saw a quote the other day and it's by a guy by the name of Thomas Sowell. And the quote is, when you want to help people, you tell them the truth. When you want to help yourself, you tell them what they want to hear. And man, oh man, did that ring true? It, it just it hits in our industry as a whole. And I'm not saying that most of the people are, are out for themselves, but man, I've, I've seen more often than not, people not understand what we do. And once people understand what we do, they want to make part of their life. I don't know how big or how little, but, but they always seem to want to make it a part of their life. It's something to really counterbalance the ups and downs of what's happened with traditional financial planning. And that's what really, it just, I want people to know this. And just like you said earlier, Mark, uh, one of my, when I meet you the first time, whether it's live or uh, on, on this camera here on Zoom, I, I say, my goal is for you to be better off after, after you've met me, you know, for you to be better off than before you met me. People are a little confused because usually your goal is to sell a product or to to maybe teach a concept or something like that. So, so that does kind of throw them off a little bit, but it's the truth. 
I want to make sure that everybody knows that this is an option in their financial life. What, what they do is up to them, but it's, it's my job and my responsibility to bring. Great stuff. Yeah. If you want to help people, you tell them the truth, good or bad, you know, good, bad, or ugly. You tell them the truth. I love that, Marvin. But man, you're so right. The oh-so average financial industry out there, um, when you want to help yourself, you tell them what you want them to hear. Boy, I hear that plenty from politicians. I hear that plenty from the uh, news media. I hear that plenty from the financial infotainers out there. So what is it you guys tell them, meaning them, meaning maybe the audience listening right now, if you had a megaphone, if you had a Super Bowl commercial, you know, no pressure or anything, but if you had a, a blimp or a billboard, what would be your message? What is it that you want them to understand about money, how money really works, the truth about money? Rethinking retirement. Uh, a lot of people, when we do financial analysis, I'm asking them, what does retirement mean for you? And a lot of them are like, I still want to do stuff. I still want to do things and not wait until I'm 59 or or whatever that means. And the the thing that uh, we've thought about a lot is how can you have some like many retirements along the way? How can you live some of those things that you wait until you're 60 to finally do those things? Like when, you know, maybe you could do it earlier. And uh, what I love about the bank and yourself system and all of this is like we finance everything we buy. The policies, the life insurance is just a tool to help us be smart about the money going through our hands to capture the wealth. So that way, my son, who is four, didn't exist when we started our policies, uh, will get some really great uh, rewards, uh, whether I use all the money in my policies or not, but I'm able to grow my wealth because I have access to some of it and I can be smart about using my loans and, and policies uh, and help others think like a banker, think like a business person uh, and not just be the person being sold and just told, yeah, put it in there. Don't worry about it. Don't think about it. Don't look at the wizard. Um, and I want to help people think that's really what it comes down to. And ultimately we're just guides to help them. But when we do the six month reviews, it's about, okay, so what do you want to do and how can we help you get where you want to go, not where I want you to go. That's ultimately what I'm hoping. What you're in the business of is thought. And that's a hard thing to connote or to transfer over to somebody. Um, it's easier to sell a hamburger. It's even easier to recommend a mutual fund or an ETF. So you're bringing up the idea of thought. Uh, and that's your intention. You intend, that's the business you're in, is the the mind and thought changing business. And Marvin, you said it too. Uh, so guys, that seems hard. Most people would rather die than think, as uh, Woods Hutchinson says, you know. Uh, so how do you do that? And why do you do that? Isn't it, wouldn't it be a lot easier just to kind of go with the flow and be another stock gal or stock guy? Amanda, what are your thoughts there? So I'm a, I'm going to be a little bit more postmodern in terms of my perspective here. What is truth? Does truth even exist? Okay. So what I find is when I invite people to dream, to like say, if you were a king or queen of money for the day, what would you change? 
right? If, you know, give them opportunities to use their imagination. You know, knowledge is powerful, but imagination circles the world. Some kind of Albert Einstein quote there. Um, that, That really helps people then say, well, I could do something different. I could think differently. I could imagine differently. I could create wealth differently and and choose my own path, my own truth, my own baby steps, whatever you know it might be. And that's actually really fun for people. They don't have to just do X, Y, and Z that somebody else tells them to do and hope that it works out. They can know the why behind it. They can intentionally choose a path forward knowing it's more likely to work out because they've done that thinking, that dreaming ahead of time. Oh, that's great. Yeah, the dreaming and thinking and imagination is something I think that helps people break out of the, we have always done it this way-ness, the, the, the um, average-ism that goes with like, you know, typical retirement planning, college planning, uh, paying off your debt the old-fashioned way, buying your cars the old-fashioned way. So you're, you're bringing up the idea of imagination. I think there's something, you know, really true about that. And honestly, that's the only way we're going to grow out of the mess many Americans uh, find themselves in. So yeah, that, that gets me out of bed in the morning. That's great. Any guys, as we, as we get closer to wrapping up here, I want, I want you to feel free to share anything that you want people to know or understand about the work you do and why it matters, you know, why it's, why it's important enough to stick your neck out as a bank on yourself professional. Uh, and what is Bank on Yourself Professional relative to just your typical insurance agent that might have a you know universal life policy to sell you or or something like that? So feel free to chime in, anybody. Go for it, Stephen. You know, Mark, uh, this goes back to what Marvin was saying about the cash in the desk. Um, I think one of the biggest areas for people to think about is where are they saving? And that's one of the first questions I ask everybody. Where are they saving? And most of the answers I get are not savings. I'm doing my 401k, I'm maxing out this, I'm doing that, I got beef stocks, I bought this real estate. And I come back and say, no, no, none of those are saving. Where are you putting your savings? Where are you putting that money that Marvin's grandfather needed to pull out of his drawer, even without bank on yourself? And I always love to start the conversation with there. And then I explain that to me, the number one thing about banking herself is the best place to save, bar none. Um, and then we can get into all the reasons for that. But if nothing else, because we have clients that have never taken out a loan, but at the same time, they are saving and they realize from talking to me that this is the best place to save. And I think that mindset of saving and saving first and saving perpetually is, um, is just a really key thing. And I've had so many clients that whether it was banking yourself or not, like Marvin's grandfather, they had the money or the opportunities or the emergencies when they needed it because they were saving. Marvin, tell us one more time, how many years did your grandfather's cash in the desk provide financial relief for your family and for your grandmother who needed uh, daily care? Over 13. 13 years. Over 13 until she passed away. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And then there was some left over, you know, and one thing that I don't want people to miss out on when I talk about that story is that it built up slowly over a long period of time, but it was available and accessible 
And yeah, things were different back then. We couldn't pay each other with phones. We didn't have phones, you know? My, my grandpa is, he used to say this, this line, he said, if you have a horse in the barn, you can walk. And I thought about that and I, it never made sense to me as a kid until, you know, figured that out. But what he did was he collected opportunities with that money. It's not just the emergencies that I want my clients to think about. Think about the last time, everybody on this phone call and everybody listening to me, think about the last time something came along, some type of opportunity, whether it was a financial opportunity where you, you can gain financially or whether it was just, man, that was a good deal. If I only had the cash ready and available to do that, I would have a, you know, I would get that camper I always wanted or, or that Harley or, you know, man, that vacation deal came along. And if I had five grand, man, I could have done that. I'm not, I'm not just talking about financial opportunities, although those exist too. And, and that's how my grandpa put the money back. But I, I want you to think of all the opportunities that have come along and how we can set you up. So when that next opportunity comes along, you'll be ready. Beautiful. You know, there's a related story that's, uh, that was done, I guess, in the recent, in, in a uh, recent newspaper, apparently a lady passed away and, um, they were going through her house, going through, she had always lived very modestly uh, and they were just emptying out her house, getting ready for the estate. And they found all these uh, large 55 gallon barrel drums in the garage. And as they opened these barrels up, what were they full of? Well, cash, money, green stuff. And, you know, when, when I heard that story, it was presented to me by someone, uh, I think we all know Tim Austin shared that story. Uh, the the first reaction I had was, well, what a waste. That lady could have put that money into some sort of interest-bearing account, gotten a rate of return. And then Tim asked all of us who were listening to this story, he asked me one question. He said, well, before you judge this woman's decision to put all her money in a zero-interest bucket, uh, a bunch of buckets in her garage, ask yourself, how big are your buckets? How much cash are in your desk drawer? Uh, where you could cover your family's, your your wife's or your spouse's daily need for 13 years and have access to it for investment opportunities, life needs, expenses. Man, that is a story of sanity in a world gone insane, uh, Marvin. So thanks for sharing that story again from your grandpa. Great stuff. You're welcome. Okay, as we wrap up, yeah. final thoughts from anyone on why you guys do what you do. I do want to say, as we are all banking yourself advisors and, and how there's a lot of people, I mean, as I've been in this for five years, I hear people say, oh, I do what you do. Uh, I, I know what you do. I, I do exactly the same thing. Uh, and, and I see the policy design and different things that I'm like, uh, no, they don't. Uh, and that's really why it's, it's powerful to have these kind of uh, masterminds and groups because I, I've had many times, oh, I just want to get my license because it can make a lot of money. I can make a lot of money and do this. And, and a lot of people are in the financial services world to make themselves rich, not to help the clients. And what I love about uh, our group is, you know, the client comes first. You know, we do make money, you know, but but I we got into this to make a difference in the world. And, and Finding that team of people that are out there, you know, taking the commission cuts. We want to make sure we are 
uh, you know, doing what's right for the client first and foremost, and being around people that care for our clients, not just for what they can do for them, but when they are like a, a widow, uh, that's important to me. And that's where I'm going to stand. Love it. Well, you're right, Brandon. There is a, a long list of um, online advisors who are hanging a shingle with many wonderful sounding words. Uh, we can use lots of phrases here, wealth, family, banking, tradition, you know, 7702, black income secret, you know, black book of income secrets. The list goes on and on, the Rockefeller account, the Reagan account. And without going too far down that road, there's a lot of people who would love to uh, recreate this wheel. And ultimately, I've seen it too many times where folks thought they had a bank on yourself design policy, uh, but there's just no substitute for the incredible camaraderie and training and credentials that come with being a bank on yourself professional. I wrote down, uh, there's the business building group, the business solutions group, the seven figures group. There's two mastermind calls a month. There's weekly mentoring that we go through. There's an authorized training and online courses. There's continuing education. There's, you have to stay in good standing. You have to answer a long, you know, series of, of a background checks and quizzes and everything that makes us uh, I guess, distinct from just being another, you know, CPA or attorney or financial advisor or insurance agent to be a bank on yourself professional, you got to know the 29 levers you got to pull and dials you got to set to build this bank on yourself thing correct. And even more important, how are you going to manage that for your clients for years and decades to come? Because I've met too many people who set up a policy and even if it was designed properly, which it often isn't, the agent is skedaddling off to the next sale or out of the business or or worse. So, you know, I agree with you, Brandon. I think the key here is who's the one, who's the rudder of your ship? You're the captain, but uh, let Brandon or one of these uh, awesome bank and yourself professionals be the rudder. All right, guys, as we wrap up, thank you all for coming on. And I want to thank each and every one of you for changing the lives of your friends, your colleagues, your clients, uh, the people that you get to meet and work with. The stories I'm hearing, we're going to have to do another expert panel at some point just to hear the incredible creative stories on how these um, bank on yourself policies are being used in not so average ways. Lots of creative solutions to debt payoff, investments, and lots more. I appreciate you guys coming on and being a part of the show. Thank, Thank you, Mark. Thanks, Thank Mark. You, Mark. Thank you again, everybody, for coming on. The incredible insights and the heart that's shared uh, and the honestly, the benefits of being able to introduce Bank on Yourself to our clients is one of the best things in my financial life and in my professional life. And it just would be not the same without a great team of colleagues and peers and people I look up to in the business. So thank you, everyone, for being a part of this episode. You know, there's so many people on this show, it'd be hard to single out one place to go. So I'd say the only thing to do is to go to the show notes of this episode and make sure you're connected to at least one of the people who was speaking on today's show. Somebody is going to resonate with you in this list of the incredible experts who are bank on yourself professionals and are doing what they do because they love doing it. Thank you, everybody, for being a part of this revolution. It's great to be a part of it with so many great colleagues like that were on the show today. And it's so great to be a part of the revolution with you are Not Your Average Financial listeners. Thank you guys for joining me for this week's episode of Not Your Average Financial Podcast. 
helping you think and live differently with your money, your economy, and your future. This has been another episode of the Not Your Average Financial Podcast. To join the financial revolution and start thinking different about money, go to www.nyafinancialpodcast.com and click Request a Meeting. The topics presented in this podcast are for general information only and not for the purposes of providing legal, accounting, or investment advice. On such matters, please consult a professional who knows your specific situation.